It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The coach Luke Beveridge is with us. Luke, great to have you on Crunch Time. Hi, Jared. Hi, guys. So I watched your press conference. Did you feel just a fraction awkward in the aftermath of it all? I did. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to approach it, to be honest. I, uh, I mentioned, you know, later on, you know, the, the footy purist in me um, was concerned about the fallout in the Kangaroos camp. Um, as Leopard, I've just been listening, as Leopard mentioned, you know, some of those times when things don't go right because the nature of what we do is so public. It's, uh, it's a real challenge, especially for young players and, uh, and even Noves as a, as a new coach. And so, you know, I was trying to tread the line uh, between making sure I didn't, you know, patronise the the Kangas and, and, and you know, trying to establish some kind of humility with the, with the victory, all the while being, you know, really impressed with the way our players went about it. Did, did you run it all through your mind how you would handle it if you were in the other coach's box? Uh, no, not really. Not really. I think I can't remember... Um, what our most extreme defeat is. I think GWS beat us by 70 or 80 points a couple of years ago. Um, and during the... Might have just lost him, I reckon. Just get Ross to re-establish yeah, that. Yeah, back on. That's interesting. God, there's a... there's that, To have that thought, you know, the purest in me had... There was a bit of my heart over there wondering. Empathy, wasn't it? yeah. You got to think also too, Bevo. Sort of after the premiership year, he copped a little bit too when they dropped just a little bit. Remember, and they just sort of sort of did not a mini rebuild themselves, but a little yeah. reshape. And now they look amazing with this new group that they've got. But, um, but yeah, he also took a dip where he took a few questions like this as well, as all coaches do. And we're just calling um, Luke Beveridge back to reset that because they're not they're not. And this is something maybe we'll have a chat to him when we're getting back on. But they're not trying to rediscover and recreate what they had in 2016, are they? That, that, we had a quick chat yep. about this yesterday. They're doing something... They're building something brand new here. Yeah. You had a number. There was only six players. Was Hutto, some, had, Hutto, yeah, Hutto had there was only number, six yeah. players that were in that premiership side. Is that accurate? Yeah, so it, was, it was a small number. Mm. Yeah. I, I think what it also, also highlights is Luke Beveridge is acutely aware of how quickly he can turn. I mean, this is a thumping in regards to North Melbourne, but... Luke Beveridge is under pressure when they have a poor loss. So you know that feeling from the other side when people are going to start asking questions. I think that's a really good way to handle the situation last so night. Just tap back into it, Luke. You were just mid-thought on, on the, the worst loss you'd probably had was against the Giants and just what the ramifications of that can be. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, last year the, the clock ticked so quick with the shorter game time and and clubs, teams were able to shut games down with three or four goal margins, knowing that, um, you know, the, the the opportunity to win the game wasn't there. I think this year, everyone is still trying to win it, but the lever that you can pull, you know, Brisbane did it well the other night against the Pies, and Fags put a number behind the ball when they got three goals down, and they 
they just arrested momentum and kept themselves in it. Um, so the, the longer game time is having having a bigger bigger effect going back to you know pre two thousand twenty status. But I, and I also think um, the, the pressure from the broadcasters in the AFL to play a certain brand has never been so heavy. Uh, and with the moving fixture and the the opportunity to get prime time slots with an attractive brand. Um, you know, our administration and our operations, you know, share that that common um, common want to do that. Um, but I, I think it's it's enticing teams to want to be the team that scores, and it, it's helping the game. There's a bit there, I reckon. Just just one last one, Luke. It's Andy. Congratulations on the win. You mentioned Andy. you mentioned you know the, the sense of sort of empathy you had for what was happening in the other mob. But you, on the other side of that, and at exactly the same time, I imagine you want your team to be ruthless. And when you've got a team down, you know, drive it right to the end and 10 goals in the last quarter, 25 for the game, 130-point margin. There was no let-up from your blokes yesterday. And they, and they seemed to delight in it. You know, a couple of them got in the face of a couple of Kangas late. Uh, is that what you – do you, you, want to, you want to see that from your, from your boys, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've we've been through. If you think back to what we've been through with our integrity being questioned, being roughed up a couple of years ago, and then having to fight back for that from that new captain in Marcus, having to stand up for ourselves, and and being on this journey to be a team that is is a bit more combative, more competitive, more physical, um, play a brand that will stand up ultimately if we if you end up making the finals. Um, so in these situations, I mean, the players have had. You know, numerous coaches from under nines through to senior footy talk about being ruthless. It's, it's a word I don't use too often. But what you want is your players starting to use that sort of vernacular and, and coaxing each other onto making sure that they dot, they dot their I's and cross their T's, even if they're up by a, a hefty margin. And, and, you know, I didn't... <laughs> We're not having much luck there. Hanging up on us. He just when he's about to ha- lay, the, lay down the hammer below too. Oh, we're all hanging on what was about to come next. <laughs> That's a good way to finish an interview, isn't it? I should have thought about that one years ago. <laughs> you got under, under the sorry, boy, just, the oh, line sorry guys. The line dropped out. <laughs> go, through, go through the elevator right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just going to re-establish that. Um, so the the it's interesting. Luke doesn't use the word ruthless, but the players sort of absorb it and almost demand it of each other? Oh, I think when you see good teams become great, that's what they start to do um, is they really, you know, hand the nail home. And I remember so my, one of my last years at Brisbane, the boys, we played Crows over there at Footy Park and that's what they were saying. Let's win it by 120. Let's smash them. Let's, yeah, right. you know, and that's what that, that team was becoming um, under Don Pike. And that's sort of the, the attitude he wanted to bring into them. So I think I think that is the last little the last little step for all the great teams. They really want to drive home everything and send messages to the competition. Have we got you back there, Luke? Yeah, geez. Um, <laughs> sure what's happening here. So you're not, paying, blame the telco. Telco. You're not paying your bills, Bevo. <laughs> blame the telco. Oh, I think this is a problem. I, I'm a bit close to it. There's no... Uh, I'm just looking out over Port Phillip Bay at the moment. And there's no, I can't see any 
phone to you out there, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 Lepa and Dal. Yeah, Bevo, Lepa, how you going, mate? Good win uh, the other night. <laughs> um, everyone's going to talk about your midfield mix. Obviously, it's quite thick now and um, a lot of players to roll through your forward half uh, and half forward areas and, and midfield. But Easton Wood, he's the one. I guess with your defensive party ground, it's obviously a very important time in big games to have good defenders. But just his influence with 11 uh, intercept possessions as well the other night and just how his uh, influence is on the team. Yeah, he's an important player for us, Leper. We wanted him to spend another full game playing uh, at VFL level just in the practice matches. Purely, you know, he's been a soft tissue um, athlete who's been a bit prone. Uh, he's been a bit prone to soft tissue injury over his journey, as you know. And, and so, yeah, going back to the longer game format and, um, and you know, really, it's, it's, it's so difficult if you lose a player, even though you've got a sub there, um, you, you still don't want to move, lose a key player who's, who's going to play such a critical role. So he's able to do that. <laughs> no, we might we might concede defeat today. <laughs> oh, no. No, he's still there. You got you. No, we got you back. Yeah. As, an, as an assistant coach or a senior coach, um, I've never seen a team pick because of their resources at the moment and their availability that really only had four talls, you know, so they were severely compromised and it did allow us to control the airways a little bit. Bevo, we've used the word ruthless and I can only assume in the coach's box, it's really difficult to relax. At any stage, particularly in that last quarter, were you able to get the emotion and the feel of what Josh Bruce was doing and trying to get to that double figure? Yeah, we did. I mean, in the end, I, every team who whoever in the history of the game, I'm mean, even when the grateful forwards were kicking, um, you know, their, their double figures regularly, you can fall in the trap of, uh, of going to them too often. But um, yeah, the, the directive and the, um, and the incentive was there to, to make sure we tried to feed Josh to, to get in there. The boys cleared out a little bit for him and, and he won that 1v2 to, to get into his 10th, which was yeah, outstanding. And I, I mean, I just was just so pleased for him because he did provide a good contest and he worked as hard as he could last year under trying circumstances. And it's just, you know, he's smelling the roses this morning. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so what of the return of the big forward, Luke, and how you're observing the game? So uh, Josh has kicked as many goals as he did last year already. Uh, Taylor Walker has passed his overall tally is what what are you seeing in the game right now that we're all we're all delighting in to be frank yeah well i think you can do one of two things you can just look at the data and you look at the outcome and say okay the, the key forwards are um are kicking high scores but if you notice and even with text yesterday you know we're just we're looking at you know his long set shots and how, how good is this guy from long range but Let's just think about how he got the footy and even how Brucey and, and Norts, Tim at times, got the footy. The, the biggest change with the, the man on the mark and some of the flow is that some of the defensive systems of teams are just falling down because they're, they're, they're very back shoulder. And a lot of these goals have been kicked on hit-ups where historically it was very difficult to find because the, the guy had to kick over the man on the mark. So I don't know if teams are going to make the adjustments with their systems. But if you're very back shoulder, you become very vulnerable to these sorts of uh, plays. I mean, you've got a guy like Tex, um, and, and Bruce has actually been pretty good from long range in recent times, then, uh, yeah, then it all points towards some bigger totals from the key forwards. 
Look, is Adam Trelaw found his place now in your team? Has he, has he settled in amongst that, you know, that guilt-edged kind of midfield brigade you've got? Well, yeah, it's been a progressive approach to it. He had a little bit of an interrupted uh, start to the season. And, you know, if he wasn't such a seasoned player and he didn't have the, uh, the cross-training work that he put in, then he, we may not have picked him for round one. Uh, and we, put, we used him in as far as his role. He played more on a wing and a little bit forward in round one. Then last week, he, he mixed his time wing inside and forward. And then yesterday, he was largely inside with just a, a fraction forward. So um, that's where we see him playing. And from time to time, you know, he might, he might play elsewhere. Uh, but it, it's mostly as an inside mid. And, and I suppose that's the thing, you know, we're fortunate now to have a lot of depth there and those lads complementing each other is, is a week-to-week um, challenge. But if teams, as North Melbourne did yesterday, want to sit on Marcus, then um, you know, we, we can sort of manipulate that and still get an advantage from the rest of the crew who can, uh, who can get it done. It's a nice position to be in, Bevo. The, the man that went down early was Ryan Gardner in the first minute or so. What's the update on him? How severe is that injury? Yeah, Dell, it's the same injury as Hayden Crows. is the really high-grade AC joint injury. He'll go into surgery as quickly as possible, Chris Bell tells me yesterday. Uh, so he'll be out for, I think it's about, you know, six to eight weeks. Um, the good thing about these, you can sort of run after about a week. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of friendly fire. Keep you, um, you know, put his body on the line. And guards is a really, you know, he's a developing key defender. So it's a shame he's gone out of our side we'll need to find we'll need to find someone next week to play on uh, Danaher and Hipwood so uh, Louis Young's in the frame and Zane Cordy Buka Karmas is coming on so we'll yeah and that's been a while for, for someone like Louis Young uh, but it's exciting to see what he might do if he, if he gets the, the nod and the decision to drop Mitch Wallace Luke does it carry extra um, magnitude to make when, when he is the newly installed vice captain yeah, I'd be lying if I said it didn't, Jared. It's um, and but ultimately, you know, I'm a servant of the club and the and the team and a um, and the and the driver of performance. And ultimately, you, you just got to make the hard call if you if and and I, from the integrity of the match committee too. If a player is really down for for too long, then you've got to give someone another someone else an opportunity. And Mitch took it pretty well, and he. Uh, we're playing two rucks now and, and having Norts available more often with, with Brucey, it means that you know, Mitch's role is, is not redundant, but um, it's been a bit of a key forward type role as a medium. And, uh, and he'll just need to make a few adjustments to his game and I'm sure he'll come back in at some point. But um, as I said, he took it well. I won't say it wasn't a tough conversation to have, yeah. but it's all, it always is. Luke, great insights from you, as always, on Crunch Time. Thanks for your time. Enjoy Easter. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, guys. Good on you, Luke Beveridge, the Bulldogs coach with us there. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yeah.